On today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast, we're talking Scandinavian World Junior rosters. Be tuned. Season 3, Episode 9 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. And, oh boy, Chase, I think I butchered that beginning, but it's really not going to get much better. As I'm sure the audience can hear, the voice is a little bit out today. Uh, feeling a little bit under the weather, and it's been the weirdest stint with a little illness I've ever had. Felt terrible for two days, felt great for two days, and now back under the weather for another three days. So It's so weird. All I know is I am blessed to not have to deal with your face for one day. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> it's actually looking yeah, pretty well. good today because uh, I had to make sure that I was clean so the sickness wouldn't continue. So face is looking ah, great. There, there you go. Beautiful. But yeah, that, that, that's definitely a, a, a tough go at it. Um, you know, it's just kind of kind of the way she goes sometimes with with these sicknesses, you know, this time of year, um, you, you get you know the change of the weather, the cold and flu start popping around. Obviously, COVID is spiking in some areas, so you know that's that's a concern for some people too. Um, so you know, hopefully, all is well here pretty quickly, and you got nothing to worry about. Yeah, absolutely. How was your day? Yeah, not bad. I mean, pretty productive day at the rink. I would say I got a lot of stuff to do. To you know, still I still got some some phone calls and stuff I got to make today. Going to get a big haircut. You know, not not a big deal. Maybe. You know, I was hoping I can mix in a nap. I don't think that's happening. Just one, or are you gonna have like multiple hairs on your head cut? No, I got. I, there's this one really long one. It's just really grinding my gears. That's the worst. Yeah, it sucks. Beard trim, or are you just keeping it? Um, I I, I got to go with the beard trim. It's it's too much. This is this like if it could grow in fully at this rate, then then great, I'd keep it. But since there's still some spots where it does not grow in, it's it's just overwhelming. There you go. All right. Well, on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, going to be talking a couple of different things, obviously game review, game preview, going to be talking about some coaching changes, uh, a suspension and just a nasty goal by a young kid over in Anaheim and finishing up with the world junior rosters for Sweden and Finland. But first got to mention Victor Hedman, the Swede, the beauty, one of the best players on the Tampa Bay Lightning Named NHL's second star of the week. Yeah, you know, not not a big deal, but uh, you know, Victor Hedman is one of the best defensemen in the NHL. You know, we talk about it all the time. He, he had a great week. We talked about it, you know, on the last episode that he had good good stretch and uh, just great that he's getting recognized. Absolutely, and that good stretch continues not only for Victor Hedman but also our Tampa Bay Lightning as on Tuesday night against Montreal. It was a little bit of a slower game, but we continued our win streak, and it now pushes us to four, which, surprisingly enough, is the longest win streak to the season. So uh, I was a little bit shocked on that, but a four-game win streak here. Uh, We're on a five-game road trip. Uh, This was the third game in that road trip, so we have two more here. But when we're looking at this game against the Canadians, kind of a slower game. We weren't sure if Cal Clegg was going to make his debut for the Canadians. He did, and he was the reason that Pat Maroon got the first goal of the night. Because of a bad turnover behind the net, Pat Maroon was able to capitalize, and it started off hot for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, you know, it's a tough way for your um, 
for your, your kind of first first game to go there. But he played some decent minutes. You know, you're adjusting to a new team, new system, new coaches, blah, 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 all that stuff. But anyways, you know, it's the way she goes. We, we're, we're, we're happy that Tampa was able to get off, you know, to, to, to you know, jump start that they did and, and come out, you know, kind of kind of hot there real quick and looking good. Uh, yeah, it, it was just really a, a nice effort. You know, Montreal took advantage or took the lead at one point, I should say, and Tampa came back in a nice way. You know, this battle of former Stanley Cup opponents ended up being a pretty solid game, I'd say, overall. Yeah, and Corey Perry coming back and scoring the tying uh, goal against his former team. That had to be bittersweet for him and the Canadians because he was there on the other side fighting against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup Finals last year. This time, he gets to help the Tampa Bay Lightning defeat the Montreal Canadiens. So, decent little game. Uh, I wouldn't say that this game lived up to the expectations that the Stanley Cup Finals had last year. But Montreal, a very different team compared to last year. So wasn't yeah. really expecting that. Uh, yeah. We've got two games to cover, and it's the last two in our road trip before we come home on, I believe it is next Tuesday against the LA Kings. But first, we've got two games, Thursday night against the Toronto Maple Leafs, Saturday night against the Ottawa Senators, um, Saturday afternoon, excuse me. But the Toronto game, that one scares me because Austin Matthews, has been on an absolute heater. Seven goals in his last five games. On top of that, if you look at numbers on the year for freaking Jack Campbell, just out of nowhere, the former first-round pick, finally figuring it out, 13-4-2, a 178 goals against a 942 save percentage, three shutouts already. Like, dude is going ham. This Toronto team is just hot, 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 playing like the best team in the NHL. Matthews is firing, as you mentioned. Don Tavares looks awesome. He looks like he, you know, someone that, you know, maybe you could talk about cutting for the Olympic roster. But the way he's playing, man, that guy's a lock to make him at this point. Uh, it, it, the, the team is just, they're, they're looking really good, and it's going to be a tough matchup. And earlier today, the NHL released the Week 8 Top 10 goals. Austin Matthews was on there, I think, two times, maybe three. So they've been doing some flashy stuff over there. It's going to be a tough game for sure. Uh what do we have to do to take advantage of the Toronto Maple Leafs team? Do we have to shut down their offense or do we hope Jack Campbell has an off night? What are we thinking? You got to shut down Austin Matthews if at all possible. Can't really shut down. So just minimize, I guess, just try to reduce that the impact that he makes. And if you can squeak in three past Jack Campbell and there's, you know, you got a better chance to win. You, you just got to find ways to score, probably throw a lot of shots on that, make make him work for it. Um, try try to get you know great A chance as much as possible. Something Tampa's really good at doing. We talk about it all the time. Um, so just really play their game that they're that they're accustomed to. Because right now Tampa's you know they're they're not as hot as Toronto, but they're they're playing incredible hockey at the moment. They're playing very strong, playing like we were used to them finally doing. So it just do the game or do the game, play the game the way that we know they can, and I think they'll be okay. It's going to be an absolute barn burner of a game. That's going to be one you want to tune in most definitely. Our Saturday game, we go from a hot team in Toronto to one of the coldest teams right now, that being the Ottawa Senators. Only three wins in their last 10 games. They're struggling heavily and currently a bottom three team in the league. This game really doesn't worry me, aside from maybe the 1 p.m., uh, like slow start that some of these top teams tend to get. Yeah, I'm I'm not worried at all. This team's horrendous. Like, there, there, there's no positives on on this team. I, I guess you want to look at one. 
Uh, Josh Norris, Michigan kid. Um, he's he's playing playing pretty well. Um, for Ottawa, it's, it's kind of really what they got going for them. Like you know, you, you can look at a guy like Brady Kachuk who's doing fairly well. Um, of course, you know Thomas Shabbat is is a great player. Drake Matheson's playing pretty solid, but like it kind of kind of runs out pretty quickly there. Um, you know, even Tim Schutzel is having a pretty slow start to the year based on what his expectations were set. So it, it's it's just going to be a tough one for Ottawa to hang in. You know, it's not impossible to squeak out a win. It's the NHL. Any team can win on any given night, regardless of who's playing. It's just not going to be very easy for them. Yeah, and the goaltending is just absolutely brutal. It is the last place team when it comes to goals against and probably the worst tandem of goaltenders in the league right now over in Ottawa. So yes, that that should be a win for Tampa Bay. And, and that'll be nice to close out the road trip with a win over Ottawa. Come back home, settle in for a couple of days, and then we get to see the Kings on Tuesday night. But we'll preview that game on the next episode. Some good games to look forward here in the next couple of days. But that's going to do it for the first half of the episode. On the other half, we're going to be talking some coaching changes and then, of course, the Scandinavian World Junior rosters right after this commercial break. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, you can still get in on all of the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. And of course, if you have any betting needs, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Chase. Well, we didn't mention in the prior episode, but Vancouver, they've got a new coach. Yeah, they do. Bruce Boudreau. Bruce Boudreau. I think nice. I messed it up every single time I tried saying it a different way. But yeah, he's back in the fold of things. Back in the NHL, got an NHL job again. A guy that I've always kind of liked. Um, you know, he, he's great. He's a great behind the scenes guy. And, you know, he seems like the kind of coach that, you know, you know people like to, but I, I'm, I'm happy to see him get an opportunity there in Vancouver. They, they got to figure some shit out. Uh, a really good regular season coach hasn't really found the success in postseason, but, uh, Vancouver, they don't really got to worry about postseason right now because they're not even sniffing it. So definitely got to figure out the regular season. Like you said, Bruce Boudreaux should be able to help them. And Chase, I actually wanted to ask you before break, but I completely forgot. Do you think that you could guess right now who the coldest team is uh, in the last 10 games? So who is the worst team in those last 10 games? Um, let, let me think without looking at any standings. Um, mm-hmm. 
the, there was somebody I was reading about who started hot and then fell apart. Who was it? Um, I, I, I don't know. Who the hell was it? It was the once surging Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, they are okay. back in the pits of the league. They're one eight and one over their last time. Well, that's where they should be. Paige Thompson had a really strong start to the year, and I, that's crazy. Never expected that. But all that matters is Rasmus Dahlin is playing a lot better this year, and his all of his analytics and numbers show that he's profiling. He's one of the best defensemen to ever play the game already at a young age, and he's gonna like he's got like the the room to turn into that, I should say. So you know, I can't complain. And I saw Ukupeka was in that the other night. So you know what? That's all I need from Buffalo at this point. Uh, but he had to have lost because they're. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. But four. but like I, I, he's just up. He's just up in the NHL. So that, that's all that matters. There you go. All right. Well, let's now move on over to Philly. Uh, Elaine Vigneault. He gets fired. He's replaced by Mike Yo. What do we think about this move? Yeah, it was going to happen. Um, Philly's getting bailed out by goaltending, but at the end of the day, everything else is so bad that it like it, you you got to figure something out. You got to make some changes because the team really should be a borderline. You know, like they should be a playoff team at least, like like a wild card type of team at at really the bare minimum. And it just was starting to profile like it wasn't going to be that way. All all you need is a little bit of bad luck with your goalies, and you're dropping ten games in a row the way they're playing. So hopefully, a new coach can kind of you know get them ahead of things before things get too bad, and they can figure it out. Yeah, I mean Elaine Vigneault, a guy who I personally wasn't the hugest fan of, but when I'm looking at Mike Yo, I, I don't. I don't know if that's yeah. the answer. Um, it feels, feels like a lateral move to me. Yeah. He doesn't have the most success in the regular season. His best finish being second in the Northwest at the time. That's being with Minnesota back in 12, 13, uh, missed the playoffs a couple of times, made it to the second round, uh, three times, but that's as far as he's gotten. He's got a four, three, six win percentage in playoffs. A, a guy who, I personally just don't think he's got it, so I don't know. Yeah, the problem with with a coaching change is midseason is really all you can do is you can you can hire a coach that's been fired in the past, or you can promote an, an assistant. That's all you can really do. You can't go out there and, and hire a college coach or a junior coach because those guys got contracts, and it's not as easy for them to just get up and move. Like they can't just like do that usually. So you got to keep things you know in house or kind of limit your options really and it's kind of you know what we see here maybe it'll work out maybe it won't i don't know um it's still better than having dave haxtell as your coach for sure for sure um so now we go over and look at a very scary injury this happened in the game with the chicago blackhawks and new york rangers i think it was uh where yuhar kara he got hit by jacob truba high and it was a scary scene. Eyes rolled in the back of his head. Uh, he was down on the ice, had to be uh, helped off and everything. It was, it was scary. Yeah, it's an unfortunate situation, but it's one where, like, Karia kind of, like, I, I you don't want to say someone set themselves up, but he kind of did. Like, head was down, head, for sure. Yeah, his head was completely down, never even really thought about lifting it up, and True was engaged in the hit. Um, it's an unfortunate play, but it, it's something that happens in hockey when a guy puts himself in a vulnerable position, you know. It's good to hear that he's out of the hospital doing well, it sounds like, responsive, no issues, so I'm, so I'm sure he'll have a bit of a concussion, miss some time, but I'm glad to hear that he's okay. Yeah, and I'm not sure what's happening with Truba, if he's going to get a suspension, what's going to be happening there whatsoever. I don't, I don't think so. Um, but speaking of suspensions, Jason Spezza, he gets a six-game suspension, and he popped his suspension cherry. 
yeah, he's played, you know, over over a thousand games. I don't remember the exact number, but it's a pretty good chunk. Never got suspended. Finally comes. And, it, I mean, it was warranted. Like, it ends up being a knee straight, you know, to the head of Neil Pionk and does some damage. It was it was a dangerous play. It was clearly something where he was trying to go get a revenge hit and then goes and the guy ends up falling and he goes right, at, you know, hits the player right in the head with his knee. It, it was just, it, it was a bad move by Spezza. It doesn't matter if you're a veteran. It, that's, it's a worthy suspension in my eyes. Absolutely. All right, let's now move over and talk about the Nashville tweet. So if you haven't seen it, the Nashville Predators, um, they replied to someone on Twitter talking about, um, I think the guy said something, imagine your team's name being similar to Trashville or something like that. Yeah, I got I got the tweet right here if you want it word for word. There you go. It's got to suck for your city's name to rhyme with Trashville at Preds NHL. was the initial tweet. And they... Didn't take too kindly, replied, and the reply has been absolutely ripped apart by everyone on social media. Yeah, they respond, I just know someone that lives in Detroit didn't say something. And now um, people are not happy, and they're saying, like, why is a social media account, like, for an NHL team reacting to a, a troll type of move like this? Why are they calling out an entire city um, where, you know, the, the guy the guy made a joke saying that, you know, Nashville trash rhymes, blah, 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 whatever. If another team makes that, you know, maybe it's a little more uncalled for, but when, when like, a just random person, fan, like, troll kind of does it, it is what it is. It's going to happen. What are you going to – you're not going to have any repercussions against this guy. But when an NHL team goes and calls out a city like this in a way, like, it, it's just – it's not really acceptable for the league. Yeah, and then you and I talked about it privately in the Twitter group chat with a couple of our friends, but – I said, I would not be shocked whatsoever if the social media person here for Nashville gets the can because 10 years ago wouldn't be that big of a deal. Would be something actually some people would laugh at now with where the world is at the moment and uh, how um, people take things so personally over, you know, Twitter and the likes. This could be one where people are calling for the social media person's head. And I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever if you know, a day goes by and we see an apology tweet and then also hear that the person has been fired. Right. Uh, Trevor Zegras. Ever heard of him? Nope. I know I, I know Canadians know him because he was the guy that single-handedly ruined your chance at getting gold oh. in the World Juniors last year. Uh, Americans know him because, of course, he's just an absolute beauty. Well, he continues his... Uh, phenomenal creativity that we saw in world juniors over into the NHL. He's been such a pleasure to watch with the Anaheim ducks this year. And uh, last night was just the cherry on top. He had just a filthy goal, not a filthy goal, a filthy assist to Sonny Milano. And it was probably one of the cleanest goals we've seen in a long while. It'll probably win goal of the year. Um, you know, so Trevor's agress behind the net. If you have not seen it, he goes to initiate the, you know, the, the lacrosse move, the Michigan move. And as he's kind of lifting the puck up with momentum, he stops just p- before where the crossbar is kind of like he's behind the net and, you know, lifts the puck over the net, goes into the air, goes right into the batter's box for Sonny Milano and boom, bats it in. Beautiful goal by both. Incredible thought to do that. Incredible reaction by Milano. It's crazy that they were both ready for it. I'm sure some of that had to practice, but it, it was cool, man. It, it's, it's get, I'm sure it ended up in ESPN. It's going to get talked about um, uh, all year, really, is one of the goals of the year. I, I would really be shocked if someone else takes it over. 
Yeah, and Trevor Zegras was shocked that it actually went in the net. I know he was looking yeah. at Sonny Milano, just jaw dropped. It was an awesome moment, and a lot of people have been giving it praise. I know Nasher, who we've talked about it a couple of times, he's put out there on Twitter about how much he's enjoyed watching Zegras. Then you got John Buchagross coming out saying, House of Bucci Zegras. That is his new um, name on Twitter. So My he's God. been a big fan as well. Yeah, he... he- he loves those junior guys, college hockey guys, because you know, like that's that's what he what he did. He, mm-hmm. he, you know, ESPN he covers ho- college hockey a lot now. He's getting more NHL media, blah blah blah. But yeah, you know, he 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 loves that stuff. So that's cool. Absolutely. All right, Chase. Well, Zegras, one of the better performances we've seen in World Juniors. We've got two World Junior rosters to look over today. Uh, that would be Sweden and Finland's. Let's start with Sweden's. Any names that catch your eye? I think the first one that catches mine, Jesper Wallstad, a very high. Uh, pick in this past year's draft one of the top goalie prospects we've seen in quite a while he's going to be most likely the main guy for the Swedish team yeah I'm going to guess Kelly Kling's number two plays a game or two max but Walsh is going to play the rest and really carry the load here uh, looking at the rest of the guys um, it, it's a pretty good roster you got some pretty decent NHL draft picks you know obviously William Eklund a high pick played in the NHL already Fabian Lysel, uh Theodore Niederbach Zion Nyback, Oscar Olison, Isaac Rosen, back on, on the defensive end, Emil Andre, Simone Edmondson, uh, the Helge Gronstu, I don't want to forget. But really, the one name is a name that I'm not seeing, and it's William Wallander. He's a Wings prospect. He has played 21 games in the Swedish League this year as a defenseman, a goal, nine assists, 10 points, I believe, or maybe it's a goal, 10 assists, 11 points. But regardless, he's playing really well, and he kind of looked like a lock to make the roster. Kind of, It's, it's kind of like a Brant Clark situation where it's like, okay, this guy seemed like it, it made all the sense in the world to add, and all of a sudden he's not here, so it's kind of weird. Very weird, and I got to ask, is it weird that I feel like Fabian Lysel is super old, but he's one of the younger guys on the roster? Like, I feel like he's been in the limelight for two, three years now, and yet he's still a 2003-born kid. Like, yeah. I don't know. He just, he just got drafted, literally, his last draft. Yeah, I know, but coming into the... um what was the draft prior to this one? The Lafreniere draft? Yeah. During that whole process, Fabian Lysel and Atu Ratu were like the two names to look forward to in this past draft. So he's just been in the limelight for so long that it makes me think he's a lot older than what he is, and he's not at all. Yeah, no, he, he is not. But speaking of Atu, unless you've got anything else to say about no, Team Sweden. Continue. All right, perfect. Uh, we can switch right over to the Team Finland and... Yeah, you know, Aturatu was someone's looked at as as a first overall pick potentially in the 2020 draft or 2021 draft, excuse me, and that ended up not being the case. He falls to the second round like a joke and never should have fallen that low. Sure enough, he did. He got not- notably cut from the world junior team last year. Um, he's he's on the roster this year. There's no reason that he, that he, he shouldn't be. Um, you know, talking about Atu real quick, I was telling you about it last night. He's got six six games with Carpate this year, the team he's played with the last few years and really through his whole development life. And he had six games, one point, wasn't playing a lot of minutes. Sure enough, he gets loaned to, to Ukrit in, in the Liga as well in the, in the Finnish League. Nine games, six holes, five assists, 11 points, playing anywhere from 18 to, to 25 minutes a night, and he looks incredible. So not a shocker. He's played great at the U20 scene so far, 20 points through 11 games in those international tournaments that he's played in thus far. He looks like a legitimate NHL prospect yet again, someone who's got the chance to be a star 
like he was the whole time, even though he was just overlooked because he was struggling a little bit, just because NHL talent evaluators did a bad job evaluating him. And it's really unfortunate because we talked about it when he got drafted that he shouldn't have fell out of the first round. However, he did. He went 52 and he went to the Islanders, a team that you and I were a little bit bummed. He actually went to. So to see him actually have some good success now over in Yoker, it it definitely hurts because we know that uh, the Islanders, they got a good one here. I I don't think it's impossible. This guy plays NHL games next year and, after the season after next year, he's a locked mode NHL. Like he, he's that good, and he's already at that point in his development career. Like it, it's stupid that he went as low as he did. So, are we expecting Atu Ratu to be the top guy for Finland, or are we looking at a name like Brad Lambert? Yeah, this is going to be interesting because Lambert's kind of struggled a little bit in in the Finnish league this year. Um, it's not like he's been playing bad. It's just. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you, you can do everything right. You have, you know, you're, you're working your ass off doing this, doing that right. And then the bounces just don't go your way. And that's kind of what we're seeing with with Brad Lambert and, you know, in, with JYP in the Liga. This year, he's got 21 games, two goals, three assists, five points. But he's playing pretty well. It's, you know, it's not like he's, he's playing any bad or anything. So, you know, maybe he can go to World Juniors, play well, and then, you know, kind of spark something going on to finish off the, in the finish league this year. He... Uh, Joachim Kemmel is looking like a legit prospect this year, going to be a top 10 pick. Um, so those three up front are really studs. Roby Arventine, Samuel Lanius, Casper Seaman Toivo. Those are some guys that are worth keeping an eye on as well. On the back end, um, you know, some some solid names like Toby Niemela. Uh, I, I like him a lot. Emil Vero, Casper Pieto are, are, two, are two good guys as well, but nothing too crazy. And then in net, I mean, it's just Joel Bloomquist and should be good, but I don't think he's going to be like a – World saver type of goalie, you know, this Finnish, this Finnish team, we always talk about, oh, they're probably fourth or fifth of the five major nations, and then they always end up meddling. So I think it kind of looks that same way again, but I wouldn't be surprised if they meddled. Do you think that Sweden has the nod in all three positions, including forward? Uh, I would assume they do absolutely in, in goal t- and the goaltending, and then, like you said, fin- Finland's back end isn't looking the most special. You're saying that you'd rather take Sweden's front end as well? Yeah, I would. Um, it's closer than the other two, I would say, but I would, I would still take Sweden's. Um, you know, I, th- I think Samuel Hellenius is going to end up as the captain of this Finnish team. He's someone who's got a a good chance at going on and actually playing pretty well. He gets good some pretty solid minutes with his Finnish team, but he's kind of struggled a little bit this year too. But I mean, he he's pretty good. I, I would expect him to end up on on the maps, some people's or some people's radars, I guess, really after this tournament. So. There's going to be a couple guys that that perform pretty well, like they always do for Finland. But overall, I would take Sweden's, especially because there's a very high chance Alexander Holt gets added to the roster. It'll be an exciting World Juniors, and I'm very interested to see what Sweden we get. Is it the one we've gotten for you know decades where they just don't drop a um, what is it the like pre-play? Um, like the round robin. Yeah. Like where they just don't drop a round robin game whatsoever, or is it going to be the Sweden team we saw last year where they really struggled? So we'll have to see, uh, going to be doing some more world junior previews and making predictions and everything as we get closer, but that's going to oh, do it yeah. for this episode. Let's go to a hockey name of the day. We've got Tommaso Traversa. Tommaso Traversa. Yes. Beautiful. Easy. Awesome Italian name. Breezy also, cover girl. Okay. He also goes by Uto. So Uto Traversa is, is what he's also 
known as. Uh, I don't know what the origin is for that, but sure enough, that's the case. You know, uh, our boy Uto grew up in Italy, played through Italy, ended up playing in some D3 hockey at, at Hobart, which is a pretty solid Division three school. Played a little bit in the coast and then has been playing pro over in Italy since, a little bit in the Alps League. He's in the Ice Hockey League this year, which is the um, primarily Austrian league that has an Italian team. So he, he's there. Two points for 16 games, nothing crazy. He's, you know, he's 31 years old for a smaller guy. Um, nothing like that jumps off the page. But he does play internationally for Italy, someone who is a more notable player for Italy. Um, they don't have a whole ton of notable guys. So when you have someone that can like get a little bit of attention, kind of like he has throughout his career, it's a good thing. He does have that alliteration as well. Oh, yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. Chase, if you could lead him out with an outro. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on both broadcasts, support us over, or follow us over there. Um, you, you know what I'm talking about. I, so we start this from the top. Patreon. That's what I want you to go to. Support us there. That'd be cool. Now you can go follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. It's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Then we get all the content you need between those three Twitter accounts. Go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts network network there boom click the logo listen easy peasy lemon squeezy if you could check out our blogs that'd be swell if you're listening to your five stars sense questions comments concerns we really appreciate it brave dude do not forget to use code thpn when you sign for DraftKings. thanks so much for listening we'll talk to you next time